Welcome to The Building Code, episode 122. I'm Zach Patovich, as always, here with you to talk with Charlie Burtwistle. Charlie Burtwistle. <laughs> here he is, the man, the myth, the legend. It is I. Today we have one of our newest acquisitions here at Buildershed, Ryan Lipchek of CBOSA, to come talk to us Ryan's about- Ryan's the man. I have, I have not really had the pleasure to meet Ryan. One of my favorite people I think I've ever met. We real Wow. A bold statement. Man, it's- And he's not listening right now, so- We're going to bring him in. When he hears this, uh, the recording, he'll know I mean it. Yeah. And you know, one of the things we're looking to do on the building code is to dive a little deeper in these topics with our guests. So we have a couple things that we wanted to kind of talk about before we brought Ryan on. Obviously, Ryan works for CBUSA. We'll get more into kind of their business model and what CBUSA actually does and why ultimately it made sense for Builder Trend to really look into acquiring them and ultimately uh, making them a, an important part of our future. And when we look at kind of previous guests we've had on in the last three or four episodes, there's been one really common theme, which is the building cost issue that's kind of coming across due to a lot of variety of reasons. The COVID pandemic coming to an end, the demand for these materials. There's a lot of stuff going on and I hear it when I talk to clients on the phone right now. You know, it's, what, it's what everybody's talking yeah, about. Yeah, it's, 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 it's the hot topic. You can't really be in the construction world without having come across this conversation um, at least once a day, it seems like with the people that we're talking to. Yeah, Charlie, I mean, what are we seeing from a data perspective as far as, is there anything that we can look at? Yeah, so our last guest actually, you know, we talked to uh, Chicago Lumber here in Omaha. Um, It was a really, really interesting conversation to hear from the vendor side of things and some of the struggles that they're going with, which really kind of uh, led to us bringing on Ryan. It's like, okay, let's talk to the builder side of things and how they go about purchasing and some things that they're, you know, seeing and doing, trying to avoid uh, to really make the most uh, cost benefit decisions. So really to prep for this episode, I think this is going to be a new little segment that we're going to do, right, Zach? Yeah that we're workshopping a title for, but I, timely topics is what's printed on our sheet right here. Uh, so what's interesting is we'll link all these articles in the show notes, but what we want to do is just try to, you know, bring in some external resources, some articles uh, for the people listening to kind of connect the, the people that we're talking to here on the pod uh, to actual real life examples and kind of some external research that they can do on their own. So the first one was just all about kind of the increasing building costs. So people talk about, you know, the the rise in lumber prices and other materials, uh, but this article really kind of puts some numbers to the uh, the problem. So, for instance, they quote in here: uh, material building material costs have soared 26.1 percent, so close to 27 percent on average over the past 12 months. Uh, so, this is single family builders uh, just talking about the cost of the same home that they had last year versus versus this year, and that's actually the highest percentage cost increase ever recorded. Um, in NHB history, so National Association of Home Builders. Uh, the previous records was a, a dismal 6.1% um, back in 2016 or 2017. Uh, so this just like really goes to show how massive this problem is. Uh, the previous record being 6%, jumping all the way up to 26%. Uh, so this is a really, really interesting article, again, that we'll kind of link in the, in the show notes after this. Yeah, it's, I was working with a client recently and we were looking at their budget and on their original estimate, they had put aside $120,000 for lumber. They're a pretty large commercial contractor building multi-unit mm-hmm. um, developments in Seattle. And and then on their revised costs sheet, they they got their bid back from their, their vendor and it was 240,000. And then I noticed right. almost immediately in their, in their actuals, what they had cut the PO for 
it was 350,000. And I asked Jeez. him, you know, what, you know, a, like, is this happening in all your projects? B like, what can you even do? And, and that's the struggle I think for a lot of our builders out there is they don't, they don't know what the future looks like. Is this right. the new normal? Hopefully not. It, are they going to be eating that cost? Most people are going to probably shift that onto the customers. What's that conversation like? Yeah, um, absolutely. And that's why I'm super excited to get Ryan on today. Uh, obviously a big part of CBUSA is, you know, value prop is that they can help lower those purchasing costs, you know, by being a preferred member, um, you get certain rebates at certain vendors um, from certain, you know, national contracts all across the U.S. Um, to really help in these trying times, you know, make sure that you're part of a group that ha- kind of has the best interest um, at stake for everybody, uh, which leads into this next article really well uh, that's talking about not just the cost of materials, but also this the shortage. Um, and what's cool about this one is it actually goes into and starts predicting a little bit when we think we'll see um, a bit of a change um, and things kind of going back to normal. And it goes into all the way uh, up at the lumber mills, you know, just the shortage of labor and how that affects uh, things all the way downstream, shortage of, you know, just truck drivers um, transferring the materials across the country. Um, it actually goes forward to say, you know, hopefully early 2022, uh, we can start things kind of getting back to normal. Uh, but again, that's something that we talked about on the last episode of just like, what can builders be doing uh, to account for this huge disruption in their schedule if products that they're purchasing aren't coming in time. And we talked about some of the features in Builder Trend using the scheduling feature, linking certain items together. So if one thing gets delayed, you can see, you know, in your entire rest of your schedule, how that affects the rest of it. So uh, that's another one I think will be, you know, really, really interesting to our, our listeners out there to dive into if they want some additional resources. Yeah, absolutely. And then going off of my story as well, this article from constructiondive.com about spiking lumber prices they report that the lumber future contracts for this past May increased about 60% um, from the month previous, but compared to the last year, it's up 374%. Right. Which is insane. I'm sure you build that into your margin um, <laughs> protection when you're yeah. estimating, right? Oh yeah. We could see 374% yeah, We better do, better, you know, mark it up just a little bit. Well, Along with that, there's this other side that we also alluded to as far as this disruption of purchasing behaviors. You know, right now, Charlie, you just bought a house. I and, did. Yeah, and, I'm a proud homeowner. Yeah, we mentioned that in another episode. And you were looking to go out. Do you have any friends who are waiting to buy a home because of this this change and how things are happening? I mean, I've talked to a lot of people like, oh, I'm going to wait. Yeah. Um, Honestly, a lot of them have kind of been forced into it. Um, you know, when they have leases kind of expiring, they're like, oh, wait, we'll, we'll, we'll start looking, you know, four or five months before a lease ends up. And, you know, they go out into the market, they realize how crazy it is. They put in offers, nothing is getting accepted. And all of a sudden their lease is up. They're like, well, you know, I can't just be homeless. So they're re-upping, you know, going another year and hoping that, you know, things kind of calm down in the next year or so. Um, but yeah, I was, I was super fortunate to, uh, find a home that I could make my own and, uh, it's, I definitely wouldn't go through that experience again um, in the current market. Picked a great time. Yeah, absolutely. Lucky First time. It. It's like musical chairs on the market. But yeah, super excited uh, to bring Ryan on today. Uh, we'll let him do kind of his full intro. But again, he's the VP of sales with CBUSA. Uh, he's going to be talking about kind of home builder group purchasing and some of the things that anybody out there can be doing to uh, get ahead of the game and make sure that they're kind of maximizing their value um, in their purchasing decisions. So Ryan, uh, for our listeners, I guess, who are kind of unaware of what CBOSA is or what they do, do you get maybe a brief little background on just the, the high-level company strategy and kind of who you guys are? Heck, yeah. Yeah, for sure. So we've been doing it for 17 years now. And as I said, we started out in Northern Virginia, D.C. with 
a group of builders, Charlie, that started working together because they were getting run out by the big builders there in the D.C., Northern Virginia area. They couldn't compete with land. They couldn't compete with pricing. So they said, what if we did something shocking in the building industry? What if we all worked together? What if we met every month? What if we streamlined the products that we bought and who we buy those products from? What if we become better builders? What if we agree to all pay on time and you know, swing a bigger stick locally, be better at what we do and then expect better from our suppliers? And what they found after they did that, and it took them a while to get their feet underneath of them and understand how to do it, but they not only got better pricing, but they got better quality, they got better service. They started mattering more to their suppliers. And then their builder buddies around the country through like NAHB Builder 20 clubs and different types of things started saying, what are you guys doing there in Northern Virginia? We want to do it in Cleveland. We want to do it in Houston. We want to do it in Raleigh. And they said, well, it's not that easy. You actually have to get a group of builders together that trust each other, that are willing to do all these different things that we've been working on for years. And that's when Bill Smithers said, there's something to this. We could teach builders around the United States how to do what we've done. And we've done it. And fast forward now 17 years, we're in 34 markets. We have 560 of the best custom and independent builders in the country. Um, together, we do 12,000 plus homes a year and almost $5 billion in annual revenue. So we are by far the biggest home builder purchasing group in, in the United States. And we do two things for builders. Um, we, we help them buy better locally and then we roll them all up as a big top five national builder in the country and help them buy better nationally. And those things change the game for custom and independent builders. They all of a sudden are buying with the power of a national company behind them, but they keep their unique features that have made their company great locally. So that's, that's us in a nutshell, guys. That's super interesting and a concept that I know is really important. A lot of people belong to in HB and a similar type of networking. Is that kind of the where the idea came from or, or did builders happen to recognize that a lot of builders never really had networking opportunities? I'm really curious of like, where did that inspiration come from? It's really observant of kind of how builders were operating and, and taking action on it. I think two things, Zach. One is yes, NAHB and all the local HBAs around the country where the best builders kind of come together and, and kind of impact their local community in a positive way. Um, so they proved that they could work together, but there was nothing ever with purchasing. They never got into purchasing. They got into a lot of other aspects of business, but not like buying the same products from the same people and actually improving their purchasing. So it kind of stemmed from that. And then we found a gap in what they didn't, those, those groups never did and figured out how to, how to do that. The other thing is every other industry in the, in the world pretty much has figured out ahead of home building that if you come together in co-ops or whatever it is, like you're gonna be better off. You know, they do it in hospitals and restaurants and office supplies and all the different things that go into a house, lumber companies, drywall companies, they're all members of, of purchasing groups where little guys get together and they all buy together because they're all buying the same thing, then they can compete. A great example is a guy that sat on our board for years um, with with Office Max, Office Depot, all those type of, of big office supply companies. They were one of the first to get into this this um, this arena of, of buying better. So there's there's thousands of little mom and pop stores around the country that when they get together, 
they could beat the Office Maxes, Office Depots, all those types of country of, of uh, companies around the country. So we just mimic what what they do, bring it to the home building level, and then we use all of our experience. All of us are either from the supply chain or from the home building background, like me. So when we help builders, we come from a position of strength because we're 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 offering a lot in the way that they they run their business and helping them run it more efficiently to strengthen their bottom line. So that's what we do. Yeah, that's that's super interesting. And I know uh, I was scrolling through your guys's dot uh, com website today, and you had a really interesting infographic. There is like CBUSA combined is like what is like the seventh would be the seventh largest home builder in the U.S. Um, just from like a, a purchasing standpoint there, which is you know a, a really really kind of staggering number if you think of how many you know members make up your group and you know the little guys um, that now have the purchasing power of you know a national player. While, that's perfect, Charlie. While at the same time they're maintaining their identity locally, they're purchasing with the sophistication, the technology, the power, the, 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 the buying power of a national builder. And those both are really important to our, our network. And I'll tell you guys this, of our 560 builders nationwide, some are doing 10 homes a year at an average price point of $5 million each. And other ones are doing 150 homes a year at an average price point of 350,000 and then everybody in between. And that's what that's what makes our group powerful. Um, manufacturers love the breadth of product that we buy. And whereas if they do a deal with a big national builder, they're pretty much buying one set of stuff mostly for their whole network. Us, we have a lot of different types of builders. So breadth of product for manufacturers is important. And when our builders are sitting around the table, we get all, all of our builders together every month in every market. And we meet and we talk and we like, those builders know each other in every market. They're in this together to help each other get better. And some of them are competitors, by the way, which kind of an awkward dynamic there you would think at first, but it's not because the high tide raises all ships. And if everybody's getting better together and all the best builders in the market are getting better pricing, then that's, you know, that can be a really, a really cool thing for for everybody. So those those local market meetings that we have are are fantastic. And there's something that every one of those types of builders brings to the table. The real custom builder, you know, putting in the the, the, the crazy stuff to build a five million dollar house has a lot to bring to that meeting. Just like the guy who has the efficiency and the, and the buying power of a, of, a, of a builder that's doing 150 homes a year. So you put them all around the table. And the conversation's awesome. Yeah, and, and one more thing I want to touch on before we move on was you keep mentioning, you know, better together and kind of the best builders in each market. Uh, that's something I found super insightful, Ryan, just like you and I working together on kind of the lead gen standpoint of helping you guys find more builders out there that, you know, would be a great part uh, of CBUSA is just all the things that uh, you guys are reliant on. So are they, you know, are they paying on time? Do they have a good inflow of jobs coming in? Uh, so it's not just, you know, a large group of builders, but it's also a really, really high quality uh, group of builders, too, which has been really, really interesting to see if like these guys really are kind of the best of the best out there. Great point, Charlie. Big, big part of our success over the years is getting the, the you know, A-list builders from each market together, the kind of builders that suppliers want to work with. The kind of builders that have jobs ready for suppliers, they can they can come to their job and have it ready and make money on it. The kind of builders who communicate well, um, all you know, the type of people you want to work with, they become the builder of choice by operating their business very efficiently. And then 
you do that with a whole bunch of builders and then you you can earn better pricing. It's not just saying, hey, I want to squeeze your company and you're going to give me better pricing because we're this big behemoth now and we're going to step all over you. That's short-lived. That's not how something is sustainable. But if you can be better at what you do and be 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 the best, then people can come and they can be the best at what they do and they want to work all together. That's really our success. So we vet builders at the beginning to try to get the right ones in there through a lot of different vetting mechanisms. And then builders are expected to continue at that pace once they're in the group and continue at the high levels that we expect of them in order to pick up everybody around them and not drag them down. So great point. Yeah. that uh, Immediately. That's what I went to is the operational aspects of this. You're joining these groups specifically for CBUSA and a purchasing mindset. But I have to imagine there's a lot of things you discuss at these meetings too. Just how do you handle this? How do you, how do you, even if you're using a technology like builder trend, like what's your process for scheduling? What's your process for, you know, handoffs between sales to, to production, to bookkeeping, it has to have even more benefits than even that's tangible to the fact that you're also getting cost savings Money. by being part of this group. You got it. It's so multi, multi-tiered, the, the, the benefits that the builders get out of it. We have great discussions about construction management tools and about all aspects of home building from land and how they buy land together, some of our builders and, and the technology that they use to run their companies. And Builder Trends is a great example of that. I and mean, we talk about Builder Trends all the time. We talk about you know, co-construct prior to prior prior to the acquisition and all the different things of both of them. And, you know, when one builder says that they're having great success with a company like Builder Trend and there's 20 builders at a meeting and 16 of them are not using whatever it is that they're talking about, gosh, that gets their attention because they say, well, Pain and Pain in Cleveland, Ohio is one of the best builders in the United States. And if they're using this particular software or whatever it is, then I'm going to use it too. I'm going to try it out. And that's really how it spreads. So manufacturers, suppliers, all different types of things. They know if they do right by one builder and get in with an influential builder in each market, it takes off like wildfire because they all know each other. They all trust each other. Is there much cross-marketing that happens? Like if you are in Cleveland, do you meet builders in the CBUSA network in Phoenix or San Antonio or wherever as well? That's good timing because Alyssa and uh, others on our team are finishing planning our Power 30 conference, which is Beaver Creek Resort outside of Vail, Colorado this year. Sounds like a good September. time. It is. And uh, I think Mr. Charlie might be uh, might be attending. What? That. You know, Ryan, right? I'm at, uh, I, I looked at the invite list the other day and there was a name that was kind of missing from there uh, that I'm a little <laughs> salty about. But maybe it sounds like a great spot. We bring the whole podcast crew out there. It sounds yeah, like the, the best builders friends, in the Charlie. nation. But Zach, our, our Power 30 conference in Vail, Colorado this year is something that we do every year. We get our best builders together from all over the United States, have an educational um, rub and elbows, just all different types of best practices shared. We have industry speakers and, and all different types of things come in. Uh, uh, I know Dan Houghton is, is going to be one of the speakers this year at the uh, at, at the conference, but that's the opportunity because we have 34 markets around the country that all know each other and all trust each other. So how do we get that community aspect going between regions, between markets all over the country? And that's one of the ways we do it. One of the most anticipated events of the year. And those builders all forge friendships and they keep in touch. That's one of the cool things. So. All our guys from Texas are tight with all of our guys from Cleveland, and they continue to have those discussions. 
And then each one of those builders from each market brings all those discussions back to their market. And at the next CUSA meeting, they say, here's what I learned from this conference. Here's what these guys are doing in Texas. Can you believe what they're paying for this particular thing in Texas versus what we're paying here in Phoenix? And that cross mingling of, of, of markets is really important and something that we're going to do more and more of. And our connection with you guys now at Builder Trend that, that um, we're all one family is fantastic because now we have 20,000 plus companies around the country that you guys work with, the best of the best, great fit for CBUSA. And, you know, the, the opportunities are limitless with what we can do together. So the Power 30, before we move off that topic, we'll plug that real quick. Uh, so is that something that anybody, you know, any listener out there, you know, a home builder in, in, in the nation can attend or is this CBUSA member exclusive? It is exclusive. It's invitation only. It's our top 30 builders from around the United States, Charlie, plus another hand-selected 30 um, that are very influential, plus all of our national manufacturers come, and then some industry speakers. So it's kind of a, um, a deal where you 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 know you continue to rise up the ranks of CBUSA and continue to grow your company the right way, and then you qualify to attend. So it's it's invitation only. Yes, sir. Gotcha. Uh, well, if there are any listeners out there that are curious about Power 30 or CBUSA in general, uh, obviously go out to cbusa.us. Uh, if you're a Builder Trend customer, reach out to your rep and we can get you in contact and kind of start that formal process. We'll, we'll link it in the show notes. The next piece I kind of want to dive into a little bit more is actually the nitty gritty of what do you gain from a purchasing group? And I have to imagine my background, Ryan, I was an on-site consultant, so I've traveled around the country. I've worked with a lot of builders very closely, and this is a piece where they struggle. They don't have a lot of structure. Um, what is your experience working with these builders? What do you do with them to try and help them improve these operations, or what, what value does CBOSI bring to that side of the actual business operation piece of purchasing? So we, we consider ourselves consultants. You know, when people ask me what CBUSA is, I, I tell them we're a consulting company that's focused on purchasing. And a lot of the, you know, the, the greatest parts about our jobs is we get to go in and help custom and independent builders around the country see what they can do better, see where if they were more forward thinking or if they were willing to switch this the way that they've done this for 10 years, 20 years, three generations, whatever it is, <laughs> here's what you can get. Here's how you get better your quality, your service, your, your efficiency, your, your, your bottom line. What is it about this change and how is that change going to help you? So we kind of take a holistic approach of a builder and say, okay, hey, you're doing a lot of things right. Now, if you want to improve your purchasing, there's some things that, that you could do better in this area. And through our experience of 25 years of mine and 40 years for Bill and 40 years for Bill and all of us, well, if you did this, this, and this, you could get better by this much. And we have savings calculators on our website that talk about if your revenue is this and you have this many stars, here's how much you should save annually with CBUSA. That's great. But if you improve your efficiency as well, now you're going to save time. And our experience, Zach, and you've probably seen this throughout your career as well, but if you could save somebody, and I don't care what, your, what product or service you're offering, if you could save them time and money, you're, you're, you're going to help them out one way. A lot of people are interested in saving time because they don't have time to get to their kids' ball games and they're running a the business and they're putting in 90 hours a week and, you know, they're getting yelled at because their chores at home aren't getting done and they're running, they're running this business. Well, 
if, if we can help that person streamline the way that they procure materials, which is the biggest thing that a builder spends time on, how do they bid things out? What is it that they're buying? It's a huge task for a builder to procure the materials that go into our home. So if we can help them come up with better processes and ways to do that, and then attach them to the biggest purchasing group in the United States for residential home builders. We're helping the way they do it. We're helping how much volume they have. And at the end of that is gonna produce time savings and money savings. And that's where it becomes a no brainer for a builder to buy CBUSA, to jump into CBUSA as quick as they can because it's hitting them on both sides and impacting them in a lot of different ways. So that's, that's kind of the way we go to market. Yeah, Ryan, every time I talk to you, I just get fired up. A big topic that we talked about in the intro uh, before you got on, Ryan, was, uh, I mean, you can't really walk down the street without someone talking about, you know, lumber <laughs> material prices and just kind of supply shortage and things like that. Obviously, directly related to uh, what you guys are trying to do and help builders with. So can you talk a little bit about the shift that's happened in the past, you know, 12 to 16 months um, obviously affecting, you know, builders and construction in general all across the nation. How does CBUSA kind of alleviate that or what sort of pain points have you guys also kind of seen? Let me start with something that, that I've been giving talks about over the last three or four years that I talk on the industry circuit around the country with different groups of builders and different industry people we know in conferences. You know, I talk about land, labor and materials, the three big things that a builder spends money on. Land is getting tougher and tougher all the time. And what used to be considered a C lot is now a B lot or an A lot because all the A lots are gone. So land is tough. Um, labor, people are aging out of the la uh, labor force like you wouldn't believe. They're plumbing, electric, heating, painting, drywall, you name it. It's a dying breed of people that are doing that type of work. You know, kids nowadays going into college, trying to learn a trade, be an apprentice, it's, it's not, the people aren't filling those jobs as fast as they're exiting. So what that means is labor is becoming very expensive. To find good labor is hard. A builder's waiting for good labor more than they ever had. So that's land and labor. Then you throw the other other big one in there with materials. You throw that on top of all the, the everything else that's going on right now, and, and materials are at an all-time high. They're not only, you know, supply and demand got out of whack after COVID, and now there's just there wasn't there was so much demand and the supply could not keep up it got it got backwards and we have never recovered from that and we may not ever get back to where we were prior to COVID. and today now finally some of those numbers are starting to come off and that's a, that's a reprieve for for a lot of builders but anyway the, the big three have made it very profitable for a, a builder, uh, or I'm sorry, it's made it very um, tough for a builder to be profitable. So at CBUSA, we really focus on how can we, get into your question about materials, Charlie, how can we help specifically with that? And we do that through local committed purchases where our builders come together and we buy a lot of lumber together and we let those suppliers of lumber go be better buyers on our behalf because for the next six months, they're gonna, we're going to buy as a group, we're going to commit to buying from one lumber yard a whole bunch of stuff. They can go get into the futures games. They can go buy train loads instead of truck loads. They can procure, make, take a position on all this big chunk of lumber, just like a national builder would do, which then drives that value to our builders because we're being more efficient in the way that we procure materials. We do the same thing with 
a lot of different commodities that go into a home. So that's a major way that we look at what's out there and figure out how to how to get a better price. Now, again, we've we haven't held off those price increases. Our builders still have them. But when the rest of the world is seeing a 30% price increase, you know, and we're seeing a 15% price increase, you know, that's that's good. And so that's kind of the way that we've gone about it. We have experts on our team that do nothing but lumber. And we have guys that have been in lumber for 35 years. And there's a whole lot of intricacies that go into how we buy it, when we buy it. We follow random lengths. So if there's builders out there like wondering if there's a better way to buy lumber, or if there's something that they could do that wouldn't be as expensive, there is. Um, but it really, it really surrounds it really surrounds by being a better builder and then attaching yourself to more value somehow. So even builders that are not a part of CBUSA, they ask me all the time, hey, I'm not in a CBUSA market, what can I do? Outside of starting a CBUSA market, which is great. If you're in a market and you wanna start one, call me up, we'll talk about it. But before that, what can you do tomorrow? Well, start leveraging your own purchasing power. Don't buy from three different lumber yards like a lot of builders do. Streamline what you buy. Look at the products you're buying. If you're buying a lot of things that are very similar, buy one of them, pick one of them, and pick who you're going to buy it from. Don't be afraid to buy different things from different people. That's becoming a better, smarter buyer. And if there's some other builders in your neck of the woods that you can attach yourself to, that you trust, that you like, that work together well, why not approach them about buying certain things together and start your own little purchasing group? That's some tangible things that I've seen builders do over the years short of joining the biggest and best purchasing group in the country, start doing some things yourself. And that's one uh, recommendation that I make to them. Just some absolute free advice here on the podcast. I love it. That's, and that's just taking things into your own hands. I mean, I think a lot of builders feel like they're on an Island a little bit and it's something that you can control just by feeling out and networking and, and getting a little bit more uh, intelligent about how you're approaching the market. Cause it can lead to huge savings. Like you're saying. And if you're looking to connect, you know, if you're listening right now, we do have the building code crew um, out on Facebook. Uh, so if you're not a huge home builder, if you're, you know, especially guy remodeler, uh, commercial builders, we have a plethora, a wide range of listeners out there. Uh, feel free, you know, post in the building code crew on Facebook, uh, connect with some of the people out there. Um, just like Ryan is talking about, you know, better together, win together, a rising tide lifts all boats. Um, that's a super easy resource that we have uh, right out there today for all of our listeners. Well, Ryan. We're about against our time here today. We've really enjoyed having you and, and talking about CBUSA, but also just the world of purchasing in general. Do you have any final thoughts or, or things that you want to leave us with before we say goodbye? Thank you guys, Zach and uh, Charlie. It's, it's been a pleasure. I look forward to, to seeing you both again on my next trip to Omaha. And, you know, it's, it's been, it's been an unbelievable ride for builders. I guess I'll leave you with that. It's been from 08 and nine and 10. And, and when the depression hit, you know, a lot of builders got hit hard and they got smarter and the builders, what we've seen builders do after that has been really cool. The way that the whole building industry has come back from, from what happened there has been, has been awesome. Now builders are stronger. It weeded out some of the ones that weren't as good, left the strong ones and figured out how to move on. And I think what we've just seen over the last year with COVID and builders learning how to become virtual and deal with their customers and, and take these big delays in allocation as far as materials and all that stuff. I think what's going to happen is these builders are going to get stronger again. And I've seen it 
and the building industry is on top of the world right now. And builders realize how to deal with the material shortages. And I think what you're going to see moving forward is this will do nothing but strengthen the building industry. Again, it's a resilient group. As you guys know, Builder Trend deals with the, the best builders around the country. And it's a great industry to be a part of. And we're blessed every day to, to, to be a part of it. And we, we hope to continue to do it for a long time and positively impact um, the best custom and independent builders around the country and, and do it with, with, with Builder Trend. And uh, we're, we're blessed to do it. So thank you guys for all your time and good luck to everybody out there listening. Thank you guys. I'll see you again. Sweet. See you, Ryan. Well, Charlie, there's a lot of takeaways there. What, what stuck out to you? Yeah, I mean, every time I talk to him, I pick up on a couple different things uh, that CBUSA does, their company, and just the builders that are a part of it. Uh, I thought it was really, really interesting how he talked about uh, kind of them working together to become builder, better builders. So they're not just signing up for this group, um, you know, for the rebates that they're getting on purchases, but they're learning from each other, you know, competitors in the same market. They're like, here's how we're doing things, here's how we're doing things. Um, that was something that really, really stuck out to me. Obviously, we're, we're generally focused on the business aspect of things and saving money, but just kind of the networking and the educational side of things, uh, I thought was really, really interesting. And it's almost like the money is just a nice bonus, though. Right. A side product of the... I loved how he called himself a consultant. They're there to help these companies evolve and learn how to improve their processes. And I think that's something all of our listeners are always constantly probably thinking about is how do I get better? Right. What can I do to improve operations? If you're a company that is a little smaller and, and you're not really a large builder who is purchasing a lot, your your leverage is shortened. You can't do as much. And this is a, a type of business that actually helps give you a, a bigger voice. And I think that's really powerful. That's something that really kind of, I thought, I had never really thought about that other industries have gone through a similar right. co-oping. And that's what CBUSA is kind of, pioneering or, or really kind of breaking into that we don't see a lot yeah they're not they're not you know rewriting anything that hasn't already been done before in different industries obviously it works for a reason um and obviously their entire business is contingent on making these builders better and ensuring that you know they're going to pay on time they're going to have a good flow of leads coming in they're going to get work done they're going to make purchases uh so like you said yeah the cash saving side of things is just you know almost a byproduct at that point of and reasons to sign up to that point, though, we opened the show talking about how there is this huge burden of increasing costs. And this is a way the other thing that stuck out is if everyone's seeing a 35 percent increase, they're only seeing a 15 percent. And that is substantial. Yeah. I mean, that's numbers like that obviously aggregate up to a pretty huge chunk of change um, coming out of your pockets or in this case, staying in your pockets. Uh, which during the times that we're having and everything that's, you know, happening with, you know, the cost of materials, um, you kind of can't go without it, you know? Yeah. How do you build a house without stuff? Yeah, exactly. (laughs) It's a make or break right there. So yeah, great conversation with Ryan. And this is one of my favorite things about getting to host the building code is talking to people like Ryan and previous guests who really just continue to open our eyes and hopefully our listeners out there that are doing great work, but can kind of give you even more perspective on what other people are doing as well. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's so interesting. We're Obviously, our customers are, you know, people that are doing, you know, the actual building, whether they're specialty builders or home builders, uh, remodelers. But it's always really, really interesting when we get people on the pod here to talk about the other side of things of like, how can we organize all these builders? How can we work with vendors? How can we work with national manufacturers? 
Uh, and like he said, you know, it's, it's a win-win too. They're getting guaranteed and planned purchases. It's not like they're just like, hey, we're a big company. We have all these different members in our group. You have to give us a lower price. Like, no, this is these are purchases that, you know, the vendors that they're working with, you know, need as well too. So really it's a win-win on both sides of things. Um, just kind of lifting everyone up together. Well, next week, we're going to have March Haley from our customer success team. We'll get into a little bit more about how do you even go about onboarding builder trend, kind of taking it back to our, our roots and really get into the builder trend experience with her. We're looking forward to having our remember to like subscribe, comment, check us out on social media and we'll catch you next time. I'm Zach Watovich. I'm Charlie Bertwistle. Thanks for joining us later.